listening to Pet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws, a natural stress and anxiety chewable for dogs. Learn more at mybravepaws.com. Hey, uh, hey, Clay, how you doing? This is the actual for real, real, not for play play sound check. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. Obsessed. Hi, everybody. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> it hasn't, but man, this like mini hiatus, like this is killing me. I missed you guys, but we're back, baby. It's season two premiere. <laughs> Wait, are we starting season two now? I guess. I don't know. Is this season two? Is this season I thought three? season two already began. I guess every 10 episodes would be a season, canonically, maybe. <laughs> I like the idea where each season is just us sort of playing fast and loose with it. Season one was like 10 episodes. Season two, I don't know. Maybe it's 20. Three. Yeah, it's <laughs> season gonna... three is only two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we do. It's how we do, baby. But we're back. So Clay, what uh, what have you been doing? We had a week off. We didn't record any podcasts. <laughs> I mean, this isn't where you want me to talk about a story I've prepared because I didn't know we were recording today. <laughs> yeah, I kind of sprung it on him all willing nilly. I don't know why I did You've that. You've got a weird energy today. I do. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And today has really tested my gangster. What are you looking at? And I am gangster? not. I am not a gangster. Like, I am not even a little bit of a gangster. Everybody was rude today. Everybody was needy. Everybody came in after hours. Okay, they have to go to your TikTok to see all that. Yeah, check me out at Deskwinch. That's D-E-S-K-W-E-N-C-H. Shameless. Shameless. I'm shameless. Again. <laughs> see, that's why I said we have to record tonight, because like I've got this weird energy going, and I'm super, 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 you're... super, super excited to We're talk about tonight's subject. The only energy in your body is from caffeine? Pretty much. Other than that, I'm just kind of a sad panda. So, since you didn't prepare, you didn't do your part and didn't prepare do my part. story. Oh. <laughs> I have a would you rather. Okay. All right. This is our Well, these always go one of two ways, now don't they? Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be butts involved. So, would you rather drive to Dallas in Christine, the car, or spend the day in a Volkswagen bug in Mississippi while Cujo is outside the door? I mean, ultimately, I don't think I have to drive in either of those situations. In the, the Cujo situation, I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah, you're broke down. Right, and Christine can drive itself. So I don't have to drive in either of those scenarios. Either one's fine, I guess. I mean, what what's Christine going to do to me? Get in a wreck? You know, honestly, okay, I'm going to get Because I've been in Because I've been in two so far, pretty high-speed wrecks, and I didn't break a single bone either time. Yeah, y'all, so Christine ain't got shit on died me. twice. Like, it's no joke. Clay, like, is a bad ass. <laughs> Christine don't have <laughs> on me. She ain't got shit on me. And ultimately, Cujo is just a dog. I mean, wait, are we doing book uh, Cujo or movie uh, Cujo? Whichever one. Whichever one? See, to me, the thing is, I would rather drive in Christine... Because I would rather not be in the Mississippi sun with Cujo. I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, Orville is going to be a problem. Orville is helping. 
So I mean, if it's movie Cujo, that's just a dog with rabies. Just a dog with rabies. I mean, that's manageable. Is it? More or less. I mean, it's much more manageable than a dog possessed by a demon. Mm, That's true. Yeah, yeah, rabies is less scary somehow than a demon. I don't know. Either's fine. See, I, I'd be okay with riding. <laughs> it's a solid break either way. I'd be okay with riding in Christine because, like, I would assume Christine has AC unless she doesn't. I don't know. I have to read Christine. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if Christine's mind. pissed off at you, she's not going to have the AC on. Mm, that's probably going to turn the heat on. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Uncool. So, everybody, we'll, we'll go ahead and tell you today is not Baba Yaga, but Baba Yaga is coming soon. <laughs> Clay has been heavily requested to do Baba Yaga by everyone we know. Oh, yes. And we've had some really cool yeah. stories sent in. Uh, we'll see how, what goes on with that. But uh, in the meantime, listeners, you're... Oh, I was going to say, we also have some... I mean, we're still kind of working it out, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll just kind of tease it, but we in the talks about doing something a little extra with the show. Yes, there might be a little little something-something, and there may or may not be a bonus episode coming out sooner. Yeah, we, we are going to have a special bonus episode. A boner episode. <laughs> that we're going to be researching uh, this, Very quickly. this weekend, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to do Baba Yaga first because of how requested it was. Yes, oh, for sure. So, I would like to start today's episode with a quote. Sharks have everything scientists dream of. They're beautiful. God, how beautiful they are. They're like an impossibly perfect piece of machinery. They're as graceful as any bird. They're as mysterious as any animal on Earth. No one knows for sure how long they live or what impulses, except for hunger, they respond to. There are more than 250 species of shark, and every one is different from every other one. That's a quote by Peter Benchley. You may know him from writing a little book called Jaws. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounded familiar. Right. Uh, real quick, what's your favorite shark? What do you think it is? I don't know. What's today's subject about? What's the name of the episode? Hold on, let me look at it. Yeah, it's, in the, it's right there, Clyde. Duh, it's right in front of you. You oh, had wow. to click on it. <laughs> Oh, wow. So this episode is actually not even about sharks. Amazing. I know, right? Today's <laughs> why you, why'd you episode choose that quote? What is Cats Part 2. <laughs> yeah. No, it's about ferrets because they're carpet sharks. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. So it may not be Shark Week anymore. By the way, my favorite shark is the whale shark. Uh, what's your favorite shark? Technically, is a whale shark still a shark? I it thought is. It, no, okay. a whale shark is a shark. I thought it didn't count. Why wouldn't it count? I don't know. It's a shark. Okay. It's definitely a shark. I actually really like the thresher shark. I as, like as thresher sharks, As too. I am to say one of the weirder sharks, like goblin sharks mm-hmm. or... Um, cookie cutter shark? Yeah, like a, I guess a cookie cutter shark. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with like the weird rollout teeth? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what those are called. Those are creepy. Right. So it may not be Shark Week anymore, but I believe in a little thing called undying love. Shark Week is in our hearts always, and we carry it with us wherever we go. So what if it's a few weeks later, whatever? We're going to talk about the real king of the ocean, the apex predator of the deep, a large shark, Karsharicles megalodon. The megalodon! So think Jaws, okay? But instead of 4th of July beachgoers, he ate dinosaurs and whales, but not really dinosaurs, as we'll see later. But how cool would that be? So how much bigger is a megalodon than a great white shark, for instance? 
considerably bigger. I have the actual numbers in here somewhere, um, but a newborn Megalodon was just about as big as a great a white shark. A full-grown white shark? Yeah. So 13 million years ago, Megalodon conquered the water until finally going extinct only about 3 million years ago. I say only like, oh, it's only 3 million years ago. So 3 million years in the span of our history on Earth is not a long time. You say that. Have well, it's ever... a long time, but not <laughs> it, like compared to 13 million years ago. That's fairly recently. So this was not only the largest shark to ever lurk in the depths, but one of the biggest fish to ever exist. And fun fact, the current biggest fish in the world is the whale shark. Sharks are fish. Estimates put the bag at between 50 and 60 feet in length. That's about three times larger than the largest recorded great white. So there's no fully articulated megalodon skeleton. So we get these numbers by the size of their fossilized teeth. The teeth alone can be up to seven inches long. In fact, the word megalodon means large tooth. Big ass tooth. Big ass tooth. Yeah, so there's no skeleton for sharks because they're almost entirely cartilage. Right. So sharks have, you know, their jaw and their teeth are bone and parts of their spine. Everything else is cartilage. Yeah. So there's not much to go off of. So most of us believe that Megalodon looked and acted very similar to our modern great whites. Uh, scientists have determined this because of the shape of the jaws and the teeth. But... According to nhm.ac.uk, most reconstructions show the megalodon looking like an enormous great white shark, but that's now believed to be incorrect. It likely had a much shorter no nose or rostrum when compared with the great white, with a flatter, almost squashed jaw like a blue shark. It also had extra long pectoral fins to support its weight and size, which makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of animal to support and yeah. Locomate through the water. Locomate. Locomate. A lot of reconstructions have Megalodon looking like a bigger version of the great white shark because for so long people thought they were related, explains Dr. Emma. Or is she a doctor? I'm not sure. <laughs> Does it not say doctor? I, I just put Emma. So, Emma, <laughs> okay. are you a doctor? Write in and tell us. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, I want to tell you about my new show, Simply Pets with Shannon Gregoire. We talk about pets, life, love, and everything in between with the coolest people on the planet. Don't miss out on the fun. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice. We now know that this is not the case. The Megalodon is actually from a different lineage of shark, of which Megalodon was the last member. Oh, damn. So, no, no descendants of. No descendants of. The oldest definitive ancestor of Megalodon is a 55 million year old shark known as Ototus obliquus, which grew to be around 10 meters in length. But the evolutionary history of this shark is thought to stretch all the way back to the Critolama appendicula, dating to 105 million years old, making the lineage of Megalodon over 100 million years old. So you see why 3 million really isn't that long of a time? 
I mean, it is, but you know. Also, my friend Emma, who I'm not sure is a doctor or not, she also said this. As we found more and more fossils, we realized that the ancestor to the great white shark lived alongside Megalodon. Some scientists think they might have even been in competition with each other. Now, that, that makes sense. I think I brought that up once before in, like, in passing. The reason why sort of the dinosaurs died out and mammals, for instance, managed to survive is because of how much smaller we were than them. Right. Food became scarce and suddenly being big was a hindrance. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of animal and we'll find out that they had to eat a lot. Yeah, the bigger you are, the more you got to eat. So. So it's me. I'm, I'm big. <laughs> I need a lot of food. I just ate like a 20-piece chicken McNugget. It was a 10-piece. Oh. Okay, well, then I could go get 10 more pieces. And then you'd have a 20 piece. You're going to silence that? Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> okay, nobody has texted me all freaking day. <laughs> okay. A shark skeleton, it's mostly cartilage. Only the jaw, teeth, and spine are really bone. So the teeth give us an insight to what the megalodon would have eaten to stay alive. Obviously, an animal that large needed to eat a lot. Approximately 2,500 pounds a day. Damn, that is a lot of food. That is a lot. Emma Bernard, oh, here she is. She's a curator at the National History Museum. Says that its large serrated teeth, Megalodon would have eaten meat, most likely whales and large fish, and probably other sharks. If you're that big, you need to eat a lot of food, so large prey is required. This would have included animals such as small as dolphins and as large as humpback whales. We have other evidence of Megalodon's feeding habits in the form of fossilized whale bones. Some of these have been found with cut marks of Megalodon teeth etched into the surface. Others even include the tips of the teeth broken off into the bone during a feeding frenzy that occurred millions of years ago. Can you imagine just coming across that and being like, oh, this is a ancient whale bone. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there was a shark that was bigger than this whale that tried to eat or did eat this whale. So I was looking up like general animal weights because I wanted to give a comparison of how much 2,500 pounds of meat a day would be. Mm -hmm. Essentially, that's about as a, a giraffe a day is what they have to eat. Pretty much, like yeah. Like a whole-ass giraffe. Two big old horses. <laughs> or two big horses. Two really big horses. If you stack them on top, they'll be the same height as a giraffe. Right, right. <laughs> so the females, like, like most animals um, and me, the females were thought to be twice the size of the males, and the pups would have been born approximately six feet long. God dang. So most fish are exclusively cold-blooded, but Megalodon may have been like today's great white sharks, which are considered partially warm-blooded because of the heat they generate while they're swimming. This would have allowed them to hunt in colder waters, and that came from the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> not not a sponsor, just a huge fan. Just a huge fan. Just a huge fan. Of old books. Oh, I love old books. <laughs> so even though megalodons and dinosaurs, they're both extinct, they never coexisted. And this is interesting because a lot of your megalodon artwork features like a megalodon eating a t-rex because it's just a really cool visual of how big and bad this shark was yeah well i mean you're talking about million you know hundreds of millions of years and 
when you start talking about numbers that big, it gets hard to sort of visualize that. Right. So you just start lumping everything that's sure. older than a certain amount together. Right. I, I did. And uh, my favorite books are some of my... Whatever I'm reading currently is my favorite book. Um, but I really love Steve Alton's books, the Meg series. There's a movie, a recent movie called Meg. Uh, and it's about Megalodons. It's based on a theory that they could still be alive in the Marianas Trench. Um, and in that book, it opens with a story about a Megalodon and a T-Rex having a mortal Mortal Kombat finish him. <laughs> and the Megalodon wins. Spoiler alert. <laughs> For the thing that didn't happen. Right, right. <laughs> So, dinosaurs went extinct about 66 million years ago, but the oldest megalodon fossils are from the Miocene Epoch, which was only 23 million years ago. And Clay, did you know that megalodon had something in common with dragons? What's that? They both kick ass! (laughs) But also... I uh, thought you were going to give me a real piece of information. I do have a real piece of information. Fossilized remains of the megalodon have been found everywhere... Except Antarctica. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> Just knocked the umbrella off the window. Yep. Seat. Yep. So uh, I think it's a, I choose to believe it's a Megalodon ghost and I love you. Uh, I don't choose to believe that. Ghost shark. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, back when ghost, back when the original ghost sharks were still regular sharks, everything right. was underwater. <laughs> That's true. So this would have been underwater and maybe there were Megalodons here. Maybe this, this is- building is right on top of a fossilized Megalodon. I was actually going to go on a tangent about ghosts, but I'll save that. Oh, I'm excited. We love a ghost. We may or may not be doing some ghost things soon. Hmm. Fossilized, this is another Encyclopedia Britannica quote. Fossil remains of the Megalodon have been found off the coast of every continent except Antarctica. Between 2007 and 2009, researchers collected a number of juvenile Megalodon teeth in the waters off the coast of Panama. They believe this was an ancient nursery area. <laughs> All the babies. So, how are sharks born? Well, they're fish, so they lay eggs, right? Well, sharks kind of differ in that there's two types. Some do lay eggs while others give birth to live young. Uh, most of the time, the eggs will hatch inside of the mother, where the young, they feed on the egg yolk and the fluids and all that moistness until they're fully <laughs> formed. Sorry. So there's, uh, there's, there's two kinds. The key difference, there's ovivibri and vivibri. So ovivibri is the trait of laying eggs. Oviovivibri is the development of embryos inside of the eggs that are retained within the mother's body until they're ready to hatch. And vivipary is giving birth to young ones directly. So don't sharks, I, I mean, I know it would still technically be live birth, but don't they give birth to them in like egg sacs? Well, yeah, they, they hatch within like inside mom, pretty much. Yeah, but I'm saying like after they squeeze them out and they're in the ocean, but in an egg sac. Well, that would make this next part pretty hard. Well, let me tell you about little Megalodon babies, because they're, uh, they're something. So the enormous birth size of this particular Megalodon provides strong evidence that this species had same reproductive mode, which is like a great white shark. They're, they're, they hatch inside mom, and then they're live birth. Right. So uh, the dark secret of the Megalodon is that to achieve the size in the uterus... 
they would have had to eat a lot more than mom was feeding them. So the baby megalodons, the meglings as we'll now call them, <laughs> likely grew to such a large size because they would have cannibalized their siblings in the womb.、Hmm. Sharks have two uteri, so each of them are capable of of holding embryos. So it's likely they had at least two pups at a time, one survivor from each uterus. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the thund. It's like two thunderdomes inside of a. Megalodon. Right, right. So, a fun related search. I was looking up how Megalodon would have given birth, and it brought me to a bunch of birthday party favor links. And my next birthday, <laughs> April thirteenth, is going to be Megalodon themed. So,、uh, you're all invited. Everybody listening, you're invited.、Uh, not sure where it'll be,、uh, but you're invited. And another fun fact: sharks and trees have this in common. They deposit rings of hard tissue in their vertebrae each year. So, like the trunk of a tree, you can use this to estimate their age. You can cut a shark in half and count the rings. You can count the rings exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you that's like a your mama joke.、Like. It really is. It kind of is. So, rather than cutting through this. Ancient, priceless fossil and damaging it forever. Cowards, right? <laughs> we'll be right back with more pet candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. They've used special X-ray scannings to study the internal structures without causing any harm to the specimen, revealing that a particular shark would have died when it was 46 years old. And remember, this is just one shark out of who knows how many existed. So they're believed to have gone extinct about 3.6 million years ago, although the exact time is unknown due to cooling water. Several species went extinct, including prey animals that would have sustained the megalodon. As the adult sharks were dependent on tropical waters, the drop in ocean temperatures likely resulted in a significant loss of habitat. It may also have resulted in the megalodon's prey either going extinct or adapting to the cooler waters and moving where the sharks could not follow. And that's also from nhm.ac.uk. So the case for megalodon still existing is, as much as I want them to. Most sources say there's no way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they would have had to ad adapt to living in colder waters, and then even more so if they're going to live somewhere like the Mariana Trench. Yeah, Mariana's Trench. For anyone who doesn't know, that's like seven feet, seven miles. Seven、actually. feet. It's seven feet deep. Seven feet deep. It's like the deep end of a pool. No、Whoa. one can go there. No one can go there. Only the bravest lions. And and、there. here's a little bit of nerd knowledge.、Uh, the reason why fish smell. Fishy, that fishy smell is it's this、uh, stuff they have in their cellular membranes, a sort of chemical compound that allows their cell to retain structure under immense pressure. You see, typically,、uh, your little gelatinous 
you know, animal cells can't withhold the pressure of extreme water. You literally liquefy if you go too deep in the water. You'd implode. Yeah, like even if you weren't crushed by the weight, if you found some way to sort of not be crushed by it, your cells would still be crushed by it. That's you'd why basically the blobfish looks so silly when it's Right, when, when it's under its natural pressure like state, what it's used to surviving in, it doesn't look like that, but it sort of just falls apart because yeah. it's used to exerting a certain amount of pressure to counter. Ooh, I want that some flan now. <laughs> but yeah, so a megalodon would also have to adapt that as well to survive in a much, much oh, deeper. Oh, I think he'd be a cute little jelly shark. Maybe, but everything we found that deep is actually pretty small because it's easier to do if you're that small. That's true. That's true. Recently, there's been mockumentaries like Megalodon, The New Evidence, and Voodoo Shark that are presented as fact. So it's understandable that people could believe that this giant shark still exists. They're really misleading for several reasons. For an example, being presented as a real documentary when they're not. But they also showed clips of real marine biologists, but took what they said out of context. So another quick tangent, I guess. The Discovery Channel, I believe it was this guy. It was either them or the History Channel. Somebody that you trust to like get facts from um, did like April 1st, uh, you know, April Fool's Day's like episodes. And one of those was a mockumentary on dragons. Yes, uh, I remember that. I got cases. so excited. <laughs> right. And they did one on mermaids, too. Yeah, they, they did one on mermaids, vampires, and dragons that I can remember, because I think I remember watching all three of those uh, and being like, they've done it. They finally found proof. And how excited were our nerdy little hearts? I was extremely excited. I was also like 10, but yeah, I was like, that. there it is. It's on the Discovery Channel. It's truth. Right. Well, and that's. That, that kind of makes me... I don't really like mockumentaries for that reason. <laughs> yeah. So there's a famous declassified photo that was taken in 1942 that shows a boat with her crew posing in Cape Cod. There's a giant fin in the background. Kind of looks like a shark fin. The photo was classified for a long time because it's believed that it's proof that the Megalodon still exists. Except it's fake. There is no fin <laughs> present in the original photo. Several more recent sightings of the Megalodon are actually just mistaken identity, usually either a basking shark or a whale shark, both of which are huge sharks. Right, yeah. But they're completely harmless. So, you don't ever really hear about basking sharks. Yeah, basking sharks are beautiful. And if you're just kind of looking down and you see a shark and it's a big shark, I mean, that's the first place our mind goes to is great white. Thanks, Or Jaws. Megalodon. Or Megalodon. So, but what about all those recent Megalodon teeth that they found? Because they've been finding some teeth that seem to be dating back not so super long ago. According to FossilGuy.com, side note, FossilGuy.com is, he's so brilliant. God, he's a buzzkill. <laughs> I love you, Fossil Guy, but like, I really just want there to be a Megalodon. If a recent megalodon tooth was ever found, paleontologists and marine biologists would have a field day publishing new journal articles. These scientific and peer-reviewed articles don't exist, so they're not coming from reputable sources. Science has given my hopes and dreams a resounding no. <laughs> While it's not likely, it's not impossible. There's still a ton of ocean yet to be explored. We've only actually charted about 20%, leaving 80% to our imaginations. There are other marine creatures that we thought were extinct, such as the coelacanth and the giant squid. 
It's possible, although admittedly not probable, that there could still be megalodons deep in the unexplored waters, hungry and waiting. I'd be willing to accept there's some sort of descendant of megalodons uh, somewhere in the waters. That's but true. But a creature that big simply, I mean, like you said, 2,500 pounds a day. Yeah. That's simply just too much. A lot of its food went extinct, too. I mean, it's... The like I said, thing, it's, it's, I wouldn't say, I don't like saying something's impossible, but it's not probable. Yeah, it's not probable. As much as I want it. That's what I want for Christmas, Clay. I want them to find a megalodon. The only sort of other fish that a megalodon could eat to sustain that amount of like food intake a day would be great white sharks. And we would definitely see evidence of great white sharks being preyed upon. Pull and humpback whales and orcas and blue whales. Yeah, I guess. But that, that would... That would mean that there was a large enough population of them that they would have been noticed by now. Somebody uh, posted that maybe some of these giant great whites we're seeing are actually baby megalodons. And while that's probably not the case, (laughs) it's a fun thought and I like it. Because I like sharks. Yes. That's the whole point of this. Right. I love sharks. (laughs) (laughs) So I found some really inspirational shark quotes Shark quote from shark. from notable uh, sharks. Yeah, like from, celebrity sharks. Yeah, from like like Bruce. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only named shark I can think of right Bruce, now. Bruce Jaws. That Meg. wasn't that wasn't his like given Christian name. That was that no, was the name we gave him. It. <laughs> he embraced it. Didn't it actually turn out what Jaws like a female shark. So Jaws Jaws is based on a true story. The real shark that Jaws was based on was a bull shark, and bull sharks are a lot more aggressive than great whites. Great whites are huge, great whites are fierce, but a bull shark will f*** you up. Right. It's unnaturally aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, right? So, a shark in a fish tank will grow eight inches, but in the ocean it will grow eight feet or more. A shark will never outgrow its environment, and the same is true for you. Many times, we're around small thinking people, so we don't grow. Change your environment and watch your growth. Damn, that quote really just called like, it's like, everybody you know is stupid. And you're stupid too, unless you leave and get with some smart people like me. Professor Big Nuts. <laughs> Find new friends. Everybody sucks. Yeah. <laughs> except for me. Professor Big Nuts. Professor Big, no, that was a quote by Professor Big Nuts. It was, it was, and Professor Big Nuts is a shark. <laughs> um, so, sharks never stop swimming. That's when they die. You gotta keep moving. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. 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 Just keep swimming. That's what we do. We swim. Swim. <laughs> that might be copyright. This probably is gonna is. come after us. Yeah, probably so. That's okay. I think I challenged Disney at one point. You did. You you challenged Disney to eat your nuts. All right. Well, uh, here it is, Disney. Round two. I'm <laughs> extending the offer. Ding, ding. But for real, though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff, and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff, and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets and they gobbled them right up. They do. <laughs> they do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many 
pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm-hmm. And, but you, you know, know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All, and we, we got we got more than one dog. We're going to be for real with y'all. But uh, they eat it and they eat it well. Yeah. And it worked. It does. We live in the deep south, a.k.a. Satan's armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like, at least once a week, we're under some kind of watch. Like, a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts, like, with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So they do. They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our Within house. a mile. It ran yeah. out our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and <laughs> they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fun. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? No. Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would we at would least not. not record this part if, exactly. if it didn't work and we didn't actually... Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. So I, I, in case you couldn't tell, and it may not have come across in the episode, I love sharks especially Megalodon. Like, there is just something so, so cool (laughs) about a shark that's bigger than a bus. This glorious apex predator. I can see it, but does it do anything cool, though? It just does shark stuff. Right, see? It doesn't do any cool, like... Everything sharks do is cool. Clay. (laughs) Clay got me a Megalodon tooth. And it's the pride and joy of my Pretty Rocks collection. Your Pretty Rocks collection. Because it's technically a rock now that has been fossilized. It's a fossil. We went to a herp show. And while I didn't get a bearded dragon, I did get a Megalodon tooth. So it was pretty amazing. So, Clay, could you take a Megalodon in a fight? Okay. What, what do I have at my disposal? All you have is a Megalodon tooth, a fossilized Megalodon tooth. That I'm just wielding like a push dagger? Will you have it in your pocket when you're swallowed? Am, am I on land? Because I can definitely kick a megalodon's ass no, on land. No, you're in the water with the megalodon. That sucks. How much water? Is it just a little bit? No, you're in the ocean. <laughs> like a little puddle. Yeah, you're in a kiddie pool with a megalodon. The megalodon cannot breathe. Okay, well, look, I can kick a megalodon's ass on like 30% of this planet. Mm-hmm. But you're not there. You're uh, you're in the ocean with the Megalodon. What are you doing? How are you going to survive? I'm probably just going to sit still and try not to attract the Megalodon's attention. I would be small enough that I don't think it would even give a shit about it's me. It's already swallowed you. Well, the, well, that's an unfair fight now, isn't it? I mean, Megalodon don't play fair. Well, how about this? Uh, let's reverse the tables. How about uh, the Megalodon has to fight me and I've already swallowed it? 
Damn. <laughs> I think the And always got as a human tooth in his pocket. I think the Megalodon would just be like, you know what? You win. <laughs> oh. Fuck this shit up. I'm going to stack the odds against me. <laughs> so in anyone who has read the book knows, but in Steve Alton's book, Meg, uh, Professor Jonas Taylor always carries a Megalodon tooth in his pocket. And he is ultimately swallowed by the Meg. And he um, cuts it open from the inside out using the Megalodon tooth. Good book. Read it. Except Clay won't because, you know, he doesn't read. Yeah, I don't read. I think we're going to throw a copy of that book in our next giveaway. Let's do it. Have you even mailed out the last giveaway? Yes. You lying to me and our listeners? <laughs> you know what I would do, Clay, if I was in a situation where I had to face off with a Megalodon? What's that? Would you, like, weld a fire extinguisher to a harpoon? or? No, I would just sacrifice myself to the Megalodon. Oh, it okay. would be an honor. That's how they killed the shark in Jaws, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they did. It was explosives. Was it explosives? Yeah. I thought it was like an improv thing. i never seen Jaws. You're kidding. I've never watched Jaws. Clay. <laughs> There's a lot of movies I haven't watched. Clay. I don't. <laughs> You've never seen Jaws? I've never seen Jaws. I've seen Clay. clips of Jaws. I know roughly what happens. I've listened to the song by Lemon Demon. Oh, that's such a good song. <laughs> so I'm pretty much. Let's I'm give away sure that got, song. I'm pretty sure I've got the whole movie down based on the lyrics. Jaws, so. a shark lurking in the dark in the depths of the sea one day on a lark. Yeah, doesn't he like sneak into the mayor's house in the middle of the night and eat that fucker in a single bite? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, there it is. There's the cliff notes of the whole movie. I don't need right. to see it. Right. Yeah, you don't need to see the movie. You mean you need to see that movie? <laughs> that is a cinematic masterpiece. Clay. Palmer. I've seen I've seen the opening for sure. The iconic sort of you know, the girl gets drug around in the water and then bloop down and is dead. Just bloops. Yeah, bloops down. That's one we could talk about is the bloop. Oh, the bloop is a good one. So Clay, give us a little teaser about Baba Yaga. No. You suck. Yeah, well look, you you're gonna get plenty with the Baba Yaga episode, I think. I'm so There's excited. A, a special surprise. I'm really excited. And everybody, I'm sorry that you had to listen. I'm, you, no, I'm not sorry that you had to listen about Megalodon. Because Megalodon is badass. Uh, it's better. It was better than cats. Squishmallows. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> our show started about obsessions, right? Right. And cats and squishmallows are valid obsessions. Sure. But then everybody wanted cryptids. And then everybody wanted cryptids, so... You know, we we aim to please. Nah, Megalodon's cool. Megalodon's way cool. It's probably not alive, though. Probably not, but a girl can dream. Why do you want there to be a Megalodon? Because I just... (sighs) All that does is make water more dangerous. Yeah, okay, so I have, like, that philosophobia where you're scared of, like, deep water, like, dark, deep water. But I also, water has this weird call to the abyss to me. Like, when I went and swam with the whale sharks, like, that was terrifying and magical at the same time. <laughs> and you can also cage dive with the tiger sharks at the Georgia Aquarium. Yeah, I don't think I would do summer. that. Oh, I'm going to do that. The whale sharks won't eat you, but the tiger shark would if it wanted. Oh, it, it would. The whale sharks are very big. Oh, whale sharks are beautiful. And Megalodon would have been... I think, I think sharks are beautiful. They're beautiful fish. They're misunderstood. Like, yeah, they could eat you, but, like, they kind of don't want I don't to. hate sharks. I mean, sharks are just doing their thing. They're just living. They're just out here vibing in the ocean. In the ocean. 
in the water. Where they belong. Where they belong. It was always a stupid fear of mine that there was, like, in the deep end of the pool, there was an invisible shark. Ooh, that I would absolutely that. eat me. It was, it was like the dumbest fear I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. But like I liked, I liked the deep end of the pool. I yeah. was just afraid of the deep end of the pool. It's got this. So like, I'd always, this I'd always dive in pool, yeah, and like touch the bottom, and I'd be like, now I have to leave the deep end before the invisible shark eats me alive. That's adorable. I used to pretend like I was in the lo- I was the Loch Ness monster, and one time my mom was like, "What is taking You're like, you?" Like, so- mom, take a blurry picture of me. Right, mom. <laughs> mom, take a blurry picture of me. But yeah, I would get in trouble because I would play in the tub for too long because I was pretending I was. Oh, you're talking about the tub. I thought you were talking about a pool. No, when I was in the pool, I was always a mermaid. Oh, or a Vaporeon, because okay. sometimes I So was when you were in a smaller container, you were the much larger creature. Well, duh! We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. Anything else? <laughs> no, I guess, I guess that's it. Oh, goodness. So actually, I have a, a new thing I want to sort of implement to the show. A sliding scale sort of rating system for the things we cover. Oh, sliding scale is how I passed college. So uh, basically on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being not so much. 10 being yes, very much. Okay. So in reference to the Megalodon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think you are to survive an encounter with this creature? Two. A two? A two. (laughs) That's only because I believe nothing's totally impossible. I'd give myself probably a three, and that's pretty much all just coming from not being appetizing to the creature in the first place. (laughs) I think he would think you're a snack, babe. Great. Well, I don't want him to think that. I want him to look at me and be like, nah, that's kind of shitty. I'm going to eat something else. Aw. See, I would be like, like, Megalodon, I would like to sacrifice myself. And he'd be like, no. I'd be like, yes. Okay, uh, one to ten. How creepy is the Megalodon? Ten. You think it's a ten creepy? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta really? go ten. The idea of that appearing out of the dark water. That situation would certainly be creepy, but that's just because it sort of like snuck up on you. But yeah, underwater, uh, like in the ocean, that's the kind of effect. Like if you've ever seen recordings of sharks, they do just kind of appear next to you. Yeah, they just kind of blend in. Yeah, they just like fade in. Uh, I'm thinking about the Megalodon as a whole. I would say it's probably only like a, a three creepy. Okay, so like if it was not in its natural habitat, if I was just like, this is a display of a megalodon. Well, not even just that. Just a a megalodon in general, I don't really find that creepy because it's just an animal. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no maliciousness behind it. It's going to eat and, you know, it's going to kill just to eat. Like I said, there's no torture or anything involved. It's simply going to eat you or it is not going to eat you. Yeah, it doesn't have anything against you personally. Right, yeah. That makes sense. So I, I don't find it that creepy. But you also can't reason with it because it's right. But it's just an animal. Eating. That's you know, I, I'm not creeped out by anything else that could kill me. You know, snakes or lions or whatever. They're just animals. I'm not scared of lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> okay. But the megalodon. One through ten. How likely is it to exist? 
Well, we know it did exist, like 100%. But, right. But does it exist I, Right, still? today, yeah. I'd have to go with maybe a three. Really? You're giving it that low? I expected you to give it higher. I, I would give it a three because we don't know, but I do believe in science, and science is kind of pushing us away. <laughs> Only science can come between us, Megalodon. I've got two scores. I'd say, if we're talking about a Megalodon as it was, a two. There's... Almost no chance of that existing. Sure. A descendant of the Megalodon, perhaps a branch of Megalodon exists, like uh, survived and evolved and adapted. I'd give it a three. Megalodon 2.0. Right. <laughs> the final question, one through ten, how likely is a Megalodon to be to actually be an alien? <laughs> <laughs> Since everything ends up pretty much being aliens or rumored well, to be aliens. Well, it's not a Sandhill crane, so it has to be an alien. Right, yeah. If it's not a Sandhill crane, it is an alien. Right. If it's, or a barn owl. Uh, or a barn, you're right. A barn owl or a barred owl. <laughs> it's an owl that sings and buffs the party. Because right. I, I'd give it I'd give it a one. I don't think it's an alien. I don't think so either. I think it's... Some of our other... Yeah, <laughs> almost other certainly <laughs> aliens. But Megalodon, I, I personally don't believe so. I'd probably give it a two just because I'm a child and... Number you two like the good. idea of space sharks? Oh, space sharks. We just talked about... That's copyright. We can't talk about space sharks. Boo. GW will come after us. I'll, I'll call Disney on their bullshit. I'll be like, yeah, come get it, but... GW I, don't play. Yeah, I'm go, I ain't going to tempt Games Workshop. They will sue me for, yeah, any, for any reason. They'll be like, he looked at me funny. Sue. <laughs> What's that? He he bought our models with his money? Sue him. He can't. <laughs> he shouldn't be able to do that. Ugh. By the way, Games Workshop, if you're listening, you suck. Well, God, hold on now. I said don't poke the bear or the megalodon. Oh. Or Games Workshop. <laughs> They're extremely litigious. Hate them. All right, everybody. Well... <laughs> Go read, go read the Meg series by Steve Alton. Absorb their meaning. The whole series. The whole series, at least the first one. And then come back and talk to us. You can always reach us on Instagram at Obsessed with the Palmers. We did make a Facebook for all of our fellow oldies but goodies. And that is Obsessed with the Palmers. And Clay, where can people email us about things they would like to hear? Oh, no. What is it called? It's uh, Obsessed with the Palmers at gmail.com. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. We'll be right back with more pet candy. Have an anxious pet? Brave Paws may help. Brave Paws anxiety and stress support chewables may promote calm behavior in dogs who exhibit nervousness and anxious behavior. Our clinically studied and patented botanical blend contains naturally occurring bioactives, which have been found to promote a sense of calm and relaxation in dogs. What's even better is it's fast acting and non-drowsy. Come get it today at mybravepaws.com. We love you guys and we're proud of you. Whatever you did this week, you did it great. And we're so proud of you. And we love you, honey. You're doing great. Oh, and uh, shout out to our number one fan, Giselle. Giselle, we love you. Number one. Always. Number one. Best fan. Best fan. Top notch. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.
Pet Candy. Pet Candy. It's Pet Candy Radio. 